0: Welcome to The Last American Vagabond, an early edition of The Last American Vagabond. Joining me today is a good friend of mine, Garland Nixon, radio host, analyst in Washington, D.C., to discuss some chaos happening today or the last couple of days and some interesting revelations that seem to be being covered by a lot of this chaos. Now, the question today in just kind of, just you know, the whole point about this UFO conversation is there's such limited information surrounding this. And it's just become nothing but speculation and almost seemingly what they want out of us from this. My thoughts are about what may be happening beneath this or already have happened that we're not talking about. And I thought, who better to bring on to discuss that than Garland Nixon. So how are you today, Garland?
1: I'm doing great. Thanks. Thanks for inviting me, Brian.
0: Yeah, it's always a pleasure. I enjoy our conversations. You, you have uh, been covering the Nord Stream pipeline discussion in general. Um, I've seen you talk about what's been going on with all of this, the recent so many days of unidentified flying objects and all this. So I want to get your takes on all this. So I wanted to start in general with what you are seeing with the Nord Stream pipeline conversation. Uh, Seymour Hirsch has come out with an excellent discussion, a lot of great information, albeit resting on, for, for the most part, an anonymous source. So there's a lot of people that are coming at that and attacking it and arguing that there's things that are wrong. And what's interesting, actually, I'm seeing two different conversations around that one saying that he's just wrong in general, which I disagree with another one saying that he's wrong about some of it, but still arguing that it was still a U.S. attack. So I just, I I don't know where you are and all that. So why don't you give my audience your take on, you know, the, the validity of Seymour Hersh's discussion, what your thoughts were before that and, and kind of where you are now with the conversation.
1: Sure. For starters, my position is this: I, I, before we go even get into Seymour Hirsch, I didn't need Seymour Hirsch to, <laughs> you know, I, I you didn't need Inspector Cousteau to figure this one out. You know, the thing the U.S. basically leaders say, hey, you know, we hate the Nord Stream pipeline, um, we're going to stop it. I'm I got articles where they said it'll be a hunk of metal at the bottom of the sea, and then it blows up, and then after it blows up, immediately some one of the neocon um, leaders of um, and well-connected neocon guys, Radikov Sikorsky in Poland tweets, "Thanks USA," and then Blinken and other people are like, "Yay, we're glad it's blown up." So before I saw, um, you know, anything from Seymour Hersh, I, evidence was overwhelming that they blew it up. Now mm-hmm. Hersh comes out, so they, oh, to me, the only question about Hersh's article is, you know, it's very very detailed. Are the details right or wrong? To me, whether or not the US blew it up, blew it up, from my perspective, it's never in question. I was convinced of that. But and I and and I would say this: looking at You know, you start off by looking at that. This guy's track record. You know what I mean? He has an outstanding track record Mm -hmm. of getting the facts right, of having sources deep in the Pentagon. You know, he I mean, my the Mylan massacre and the, the you know, the Abu Ghraib. I mean, the guy has done this before and he's been accurate in the past. So, you know, the safest bet is always on consistency, not to mention he's 86 years old. And you know, when people get that age, what do they got to lose? You're, you're eighty-six, or you go like, well, you know what, I've been telling the truth for years, but I think I'll start lying now. Right. So to me, my perspective is I look at it based on the characters, Blinken and Sullivan and these other, you know, neocons, even that makes sense based on who they are, Biden. Mm-hmm. So when I add it all up together, I already believed that the US did it. The only question is, are his facts right based on his history? I and and based not just on his history, on the character of the people that he is talking to based on the history of how they act towards other countries and how they believe they can act violently and with impunity. It all adds up to me. So my perspective is, yeah, it makes sense. Before we even get into anything about it, yes, I believe Hirsch's article based on all of those factors.
0: Yeah, I I agree completely. And this is what I've said before this, you know, right in the beginning of this is in, in, as I know you and I think similarly that I would never come out and say, we know for sure, because, you know, it was right. based on, but the information was clear that the previous actions of the players, you know, the, uh, the statements they had made before leading up to and now afterward, there's so much around this that makes it from any investigatory standpoint, it's like, clearly that's your lead <laughs> suspect, you know? So now you have all this more information come out and even the way i got to be honest the way that they've dealt with this article itself feels wildly dishonest you know the trying to dance back and forth even uh, i'm suddenly blanking on the guy's name the white guy in in the briefings i, I forget his name price maybe or not not price but in the in the white Lincoln, house briefings sullivan Sullivan, thank you, yeah. Sullivan, where he, you know, people discussing him being previously involved in different ways. And the point being, as he comes out and clearly insinuates that it was Russia at a time when that's the least likely possibility. Anyway, so all that aside, I think it's really obvious that this was the most likely point. And so it's unless there's something far more valid. This is what the U.S. government tends to do quite often with the corporate media support is point at something that seems far less factually supported but just that's the narrative they like and ignore all the facts we do see because propaganda, it's just like this clumsy back and forth that always happens. So when this finally came out, it was, it was like most of us were kind of just going, yeah, well, this seems to support what we already thought, but you mentioned the facts in there. And if that, if they are correct, before I get into what you think the implications are of this action in general, what are the parts within this that you feel are, I mean, again, I don't want to say all of this should be questioned. That's a given. Anytime we have information, regardless of who it comes from, we should question it. We should ask whether they could be wrong, whether they could have been misinformed themselves. But what parts of this do you feel are the ones that are, let's say, the weakest parts of what's been presented?
1: I've read through it. You know, to me, when you read it, either one of two things, either he's got a good source in the Pentagon and the story makes sense or he doesn't, or mm-hmm. maybe the Pentagon source is lying to him intentionally. You know, those are the only options, right. Mm-hmm. To me. And when I look at it, I believe it. It makes sense to me. So when I look at it, I can tell you what jumps, jumped out at me though. And, and this is to me, the thing that jumps out, am I shocked that the, the people who like attacked countries based on lies who, you know, lied us through COVID for four years. Am I shocked that they did these kinds of things? You know, no. Mm-hmm. Um, But I tell you, you know, I guess we can talk about the media's response, which I think is important. Mm -hmm. But the fact that these guys got together and literally said, this is an act of war. They got together, which meant they knew legally what what they were required to do. They knew that what they were doing was a violation of the Constitution. They knew that only Congress constitutionally can authorize an act of war. So that if that is true, and I believe that it is, that means that they knowingly, they intentionally Committed a crime. Biden was behind it. So we've got these Democrats running around for the last four years. Oh, Trump, uh, stepped, you know, stepped on one of the roses in the rose garden. He must be impeached. He must be held accountable for a violation of the law, right? We now have Biden conspiring with a cabal, a group of people saying, well, you know, guys, what we're about to do is clearly a violation of the law and a violation of the constitution at the highest level. So we got to make sure that we hide it. Mm -hmm. You have to initiate an investigation. Impeachment procedures must start. At the least, Congress has to look at that and say, if that's true, it's an impeachable offense. So we must start impeachment procedures. Instead, they're like, nah, what? Hey, look, a UFO. Right. Hey, a balloon. Right. Oh my god, a balloon. We got to talk about balloons, right. UFOs, uh, but no time for impeachment procedures against a, a president of the United States who just clearly um was who clearly if this is true is guilty of high crimes and misdemeanors. How higher a crime can you get than deliberately Starting a war, uh, an act of war against what can be considered an an ally and a nuclear power at the same time, knowing that you're doing it and saying we got to do something to mitigate our accountability. That's what jumps out at me right there. So because here's why, because it's an indictment on Congress that they have no intention of doing their duty and oversight. It's a it's an indictment on the mainstream media that gave us Russiagate and all kinds of lies for the last, I, I don't know how many years. And now all of a the sudden they're asleep at the switch and they can't see the highest crime and misdemeanor that this country and the world, remember the Nuremberg trial, the highest crime in humanity is an illegal act of, of is an act of of aggression, but they suddenly can't, you know, there's uh, Balloons and UFOs—we got to pay focus on now, right?
0: Among many other distractions. But (laughs) so, what's what? Let me ask you this, though, and I completely agree with you, hundred percent. But wouldn't you argue that this is simply just being focused on, like, not necessarily this act, but just the violation of the constitution, of the international law. When you could point out pretty much every president I can see as lim- far back as I can look who have taken similar actions, which they choose to also ignore, right? So, why do you think this one seems to be more prominent today than you know? I agree. I agree that Trump was taken out of context. He was attacked. He was mis. They you know tried to drum up crimes that weren't there. But arguably, I would I shouldn't even say arguably, provably, there were crimes he did commit in international law with Israel's backing or you know backing them that were equally egregious, right? So what do you think about that? kind of comparison
1: this is an interesting time uh now i i tell you why and 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 i agree with you in the grand context but right now something has happened and that is the ukraine conflict what the ukraine conflict has exposed contradictions of u.s foreign policy it you know they come out and say things like well they someone invaded this country therefore we're not foreign but that they've um violated the independence and sovereignty of other countries. So the claims that they're making for risking all of our lives in a nuclear war are over the top. Right. Oh, well, uh, you know, they're not acknowledging the historical context of how this Ukraine conflict started. We as 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 often we do, we overthrew the damn government of a country. Mm-hmm. Right. On the border of another, or, or,
0: or rather the government did. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But, um, yeah.
1: Exactly. So we, we overthrew another country. We started pumping weapons into a country on the borders of another superpower. You know, that ain't going to work out well. So I think one of the things that has happened is in light and in view of the current context of the contradictions being exposed, we're here for human rights, but yet there's an earthquake in Syria and we've got all of these, um, Uh, restrictions and sanctions against Syria so they can't help their own people. We are actually occupying a third of Syria over the oil field. So I think in light of the myriad and the numerous contradictions that are being exposed, um, by U.S. foreign policy. We're at a time where it's so much easier right now with what's going on in the, in the Ukraine conflict to point to these things and say, wait a minute, this is what you're saying right now. You're saying you're for independence and sovereignty. At the same time, you're attacking A so-called ally, you're telling us that we got to be scared of a damn balloon because a balloon might going to get us. A balloon, a friggin' weather balloon is floating or whatever the hell it is. I I personally think it's just a weather balloon. Based on everything I've read, I think it's just another weather balloon. Apparently, they're all over creation, Mm -hmm. but whatever. So this weather balloon's taken the barometric pressure over. Montana or something. And that is a violation of our sovereignty that we should be concerned. We're almost ready to start a war with China because there's a weather balloon flying. But yet the violation of sovereignty of literally attacking militarily and blowing up the infrastructure of another country is not something that should be concerned about. Again, the contradictions are so glaring here.
0: Yeah. And, and it really comes down to and we'll get into the balloon and stuff again, the UFO, whatever that conversation is. I, I've got interesting opinions on that, but I agree with you. I think that it's regardless of what that is and whether we should be concerned, whether right. China's lying or not. This is such an outrageous hypocrisy, as you put and a lot of different words we could use that it, it doesn't you know, it doesn't make it OK That, you know, like it's not like we're saying it's okay that China or Russia could violate this or break that rule. It doesn't, that's not what we're saying, but it's obvious, and we have to be honest with ourselves as Americans that our government. Who clearly, in my opinion, doesn't even represent us at this point, <laughs> right. it is 100% violating every single thing they claim is sacred on a regular, repeated basis, more than anybody else you can see on the planet right now. And I think that's just a fact. We have to be honest with ourselves about that reality. It doesn't matter whether they scream freedom or they say we're doing it for X, Y, and Z. It still is a crime. It still ends up costing human lives. And this can't be allowed, you know, to your point about sovereignty where they're occupying Iraq. Iraq's parliament has repeatedly asked them to leave, voted for them to leave. And they say, no, they don't care about sovereignty. They don't care about the occupation of Syria. They don't care about the occupation. I mean, on and on, and on. You know, all this I'm just, for people watching, you know, it's, it's just right, a, it's right. an absurd argument to say that they care about sovereignty. Now, then you, you may want to argue that they oh, well, they care about their allies' sovereignty. Even that, <laughs> this point, exposes, right? Because the point is Germany obviously is going to, but all of Europe has been uh, dramatically affected by this act. Which this is why this really comes full circle is that if we now know that this was an attack by the United States, not only is that considered a false flag because they outright blamed Russia, which we know that they did. But this is from a NATO perspective, and that's actually why I I liked your tweet. You said here the U.S. literally used a military exercise and this speaks to how they often pretend these exercises are planned way in events and aren't what they you know, it's always something beneath it, in my opinion. But I used a plan, a military exercise which simulated protecting NATO countries from Russia to carry out a military attack on a NATO country. I mean, just, you know, give me your thoughts on that and how absurd this all is.
1: You know, I think it is like the perfect metaphor for U.S. foreign policy. You know, it's the gangster. It is the the you know, the 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 crime family that comes into the community and says you have to be protected. From right. who? Well, you know, there's fires and all kind of terrible things happen to restaurants in this community. And if you pay us, we'll protect you from it. Well, who's committing the fires? Well, we are. You right. we're, you got to pay us to protect you from us. That's organized crime. No wonder the U.S. intelligence community has such a history of working with organized crime. They're the same thing. NATO now, what we see is the, the truth. Here's the truth nato is not an alliance countries in nato are not members of a line, of an alliance they are prisoners of the us empire the us empire is basically saying you got to be a member or else not only that there is no honor amongst thieves the us goes to norway and they're like hey man one of the countries in our alliance uh you know is uh doing some things that we don't personally like and you can make a lot of money out of it and norway's like hey man we're down they're not like, hey, wait a minute, man. We're all in this together. No, it's like there's no honor amongst these. You could, they could go to any one of these countries and say to France, Hey, France, you know what? We want to screw over Germany. Great. Then they could go to Germany. You know, I think we should screw over France. Wonderful. It's like a cabal of criminals, no honor amongst each other, stabbing each other in the back. And so the idea now. That NATO is a defensive alliance is absurd. It is a cabal of self-centered criminals in a in a in a a, um, a a racket to for whoever in it. Everybody, the U.S. is at the top, so the U.S. is like, we'll make money any way we can, including screwing over you guys. And everyone is the same way. Like, yeah, me too. If we can screw over anybody else in here, we want to get ours too. It's um, it is exposed NATO. People are like. You're talking about NATO, has NATO changed? No, it's exposed NATO for what it is, and that's what the U.S. does. They, they go, I mean, excuse me, the U.S., I would be referring to us. That's what these criminals who have the power have. That's all they do. Come on, for uh, since 2020, I don't have to even talk to you about COVID and, and the jab and all that kind of stuff. You already know if they would do that to their own people, mm-hmm. then. Certainly, you know, they just use this for guinea pigs, hide if things go bad, if people drop dead. ah, Well, that's their dying of uh, fright or something. I don't know. Oh, the rain causes heart attack. Weird. If they would do that and then hide the devastation that they caused in their own in their own country, then God knows, you know, the all the other countries they certainly could care less about.
0: Right. Well, and this is a really important point to consider uh, the kind of inner working dynamic here. Like I often point out, like even when you take it on a grand scale, like Russia. And the United States or even China, the United States with the greater with the larger great reset agenda is that you can always realize that, you know, that powerful people will always like you could argue that they may have differences, you know, like let's just take Russia and the United States, for example. I, I don't think anybody's under any illusion that they're on some kind of like I don't think we could argue that what's happening there is theater.
1: Uh, That's right. my opinion. Sure, it right, is right, possible, right.
0: but it seems kind of clear that they there there's problems. That there's a divide. There's things that there, inner workings, parts of the governments that actually have you know kind of red scare mentality or reverse or you know. But but I would argue that at high levels of the governments that there's agreements. They're like, look, we all want to have control over our peoples, right? That's what the governments want. Call me a pessimist. I don't trust any of these governments. I think that they would do what they could to get control over their peoples to benefit themselves. Maybe if you want to argue it for some greater good, I just don't buy that. So at the end of the day, that they kind of argue that, well, when it comes to certain problems that might might, uh, undermine our larger agenda, that we'll both look the other way. However, we're still going to poke you in the eye when you're not looking or when you're not paying attention or we're going to take surreptitious action to steal this or blame you for that. Like, like you said that, I mean, there's no honor amongst thieves, I would argue, except when you get to the point when it's like, let's say around the great reset, this is my opinion, just to make it clear. I think that they do pull punches when it comes to something that will ultimately allow all of them to take better control of people, but yet they still stab each other in the back and steal and manipulate because that's what these people are. That's just my opinion. And to your point about the, the, the kind of mob mafioso mentality I often have this argument or this discussion and it may even go further back than this about whether or not like this whole like this was take like prohibition era. There was a whole time there where like the mob was very powerful and it was largely because of prohibition. And, and you know, they had influence over the government. We have we can look back on the books written about this. I wonder whether or not it actually went down the way that we think it did. And in fact, it went the other direction, you know, where you suddenly start realizing that they worked their way into the government thinking, hey, guys, this is a racket right here. This is better than what we were doing. Let's just pretend to be government. And hey, And so, I mean, I'm kind of being facetious, but you can see that the overlaps. And I think where we are today is that you've got these obvious examples of people that really have nothing sacred, that are willing to attack their allies, that are willing to do anything as long as they don't sacrifice the control or the illusion over us. And I think at some higher level, they all agree with that. And I think that's where the, The Great Reset kind of connects. I know it's a kind of a broad thought, but any any thoughts on that in general? Yeah, that
1: makes a lot of sense. Let me tell you, I um, used to teach in college. And one of the things that I taught was organized crime. And one of the things I discovered early was the textbooks were a fraud. The textbooks that they wanted me to teach out out of, um, I made my adjustments because a lot of them were propaganda. And you know that a lot, a big part of the, you know, I grew up, I'll never forget, and we sung Columbus uh, sailed the ocean blue in 1492, you know, all these different things. And you find out, hey, it's a lot more complicated than that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, and a lot of it is projection, right? And here's something I learned. I had a textbook and it said, and it made sense to me. It, what it said was, it, it was about organized crime in Russia and I studied it. But I had studied Russia and I had studied a lot of stuff and read a lot of books. And it said that the in Russia, that, the the um the three that these three groups business government and criminal organized crime right that it said and here's what it said in the united states we see these things as three completely separate groups with total lines between each but in russia they're viewed as one kind of a murky cloud and i looked at it and i'm like now i've already taught that the United States during World War II went to the mafia. They got Lucky Luciano out of jail. Right. They worked with the Cuba. That, you know, isn't it interesting that JFK gets killed and the guy Jack Ruby, Jack Rubinstein, that shoots him is mafia. I mean, everywhere you look, right. Whitey Bulger, you find the U.S. and mafia stuck together. And they want me to teach that it's another country that does that, right? We mm-hmm. look at HBC Bank, eight, what is it, HB, the uh, SB, Shanghai, Hong Kong, Shanghai, banking, HSBC, one of the crookedest banks in history that has been caught multiple times laundering money for um, drug cartels worldwide, right? So what I come to realize is this. We are in, it was projection. I'm not saying it is that way or that in any other country, Russia, any other country. I live in this country, and here's what I see. The government, the corporations, and organized crime, we are taught that they're different, that there's a line between them and that never the twain shall meet. But when you find out that the US government, the DEA and the government worked with El Chapo's Sinaloa cartel for like 10, 12 years. And they said, we'll let you ship your drugs into the US in return for giving us information on this and that. And you go, and that you just see that over and over and over. You realize, that what we are looking at is, in our country, that business, government, and organized crime, there is no delineation between the three. They all know it. Right. They all do it, and they know it. They just don't want us to know it. Yeah. And some of us have figured out the reality of it. You know what I mean?
0: Think about all the horrific things just with that one cartel you mentioned that we know happened during the time frame when they, you know, think about the horrific kind of things that the government knowingly allowed for whatever justification. This is why I, the joke, like I, a, a, a macabre joke with the joke I have to make that I said a moment ago, where that it doesn't matter if you just, you know, just because you scream freedom doesn't make it suddenly better. You know, and that's what <laughs> they argue is it's like, well, we're doing it because we want to liberate X, Y, and Z. It's like, okay, well, did you? Well, no. Okay. Did you even try? Not really. The point is that, it, that first of all, they're not even trying to do what they say they're going to do, but does it even matter? Right. Is is it so murder for freedom is OK, where this is kind of the lie we tell ourselves about war. You know, the 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 the, the note like the idea that it's OK to go invade this country because we're trying to liberate this group and we murder you know, chemical weapons are used. But it's OK because it's our chemical weapons. It's just this ongoing lie we tell ourselves, you know, or you could point to things like Saddam Hussein or. Osama bin Laden and show how they were allies of the U.S. before they suddenly became the boogeyman you know it's it's, it's nothing is sacred to these people and I I'm I am interested about the overlap with Russia you pointed out that I wonder whether that is because Russia is honest about that overlap which I, I just don't know if I believe that or if it's that we're told that or rather you said it was Russian textbooks right was it, it was Russian?
1: our textbooks
0: okay that makes sense that, it was so projection telling them that it was yeah.
1: projection they're telling That's us it. no it's not us it's Russia. They're the right. ones that organize crime and and, and and whether or not Russia is Russia's a totally different country, a different culture. But I know in our culture, the history is there. Our government works with drug cartels. Yep. The, the whole war on terror was a lie. The whole war on drugs was a lie. We got a war on drugs and we're working with narcotics groups throughout the 80s to ship cocaine into the United States and into the cities. Right. right we were at the same time in the Ooh, 90s yep. and then we we're coming up with these um all of these dr- you know uh, draconian laws to put people in, in 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 jail for drugs think then about the thousands so God, we're over and over, we're shipping drugs into the United States. The government either allowing or facilitating it, and then passing laws so the guy on the street that sells a hundred dollars worth of drugs he goes to jail for twenty years. And so we're just filling the prisons. And what happens now? They, they're like, "Hey, we need more prisons, and companies can make a lot of money." So we're gonna come up with corporate prisons. Create yeah. that's called entrapment, really. When right. the government creates a crime, and then and then get somebody to commit a crime that they normally would not commit, and then and then prosecute them for. It. That's entrapment. That was the the whole war on drugs was entrapment.
0: God, it's just incredible. And then and the one the one part of this that we don't talk about, even even this you know we you, what you just said you could prove clearly that they, they did this, and the point is we pretend like that's then and not now, even though it's still clearly happening. <laughs> But think about the, you know, not to take this in a really dark direction for a moment, but the sex trafficking overlap there. The same thing, same game. And it's really disgusting to realize you can even take this on a more. I mean, I, I would argue that this is kind of a, 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 an example of the avenues like the, the F, Epstein kind of trafficking avenues that we just get glimpses of. But it's seen as an it, it, I, uh, individual example. But something like uh, Nara uh, um, was it Narez? the 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 Olympic trainer. That was molesting all these girls. And the point is that you can see this and it's the same kind of thing where they allow the trafficking for all this time. And they say it's because we're trying to do X, Y, and Z. They allowed this guy to molest children for decades or at least I think it was a decade or more on and on and FBA saying that they are investigating and they were trying to get more evidence. And so it's okay to allow these children to continue to be hurt. Like, I just don't understand that logic. Like I argue that's just a manipulation that it was never about even trying to get something, whatever it was going on. I don't think we even know the full picture of, but to come back into the point, you can see this in anywhere you look like, or I guess one more point Epstein's discussion. clearly exposed. The thing they said wasn't true the entire time, at least was in one way. True. But it's just one example of a larger network. And we just got that one example. They put it to bed and they go right back to what they were doing. You know, this this apparatus designed to keep all of this under wraps, you know. And I think that's kind of where this takes us to the next part, unless you have any more comments on Nord Stream in particular, just about how that is such an obvious, real example of a crime that was committed, that was openly covered up, that was blamed on Russia. That was it's a false flag. And please let that, you know, Flavor everything else going on in the world, but then of course we have all of this stuff come out, of, you know, UFOs and flying objects and all of this different stuff. And I mean, really, any other ones you can bring in if you'd like. There's all sorts of other distractions. I argue going on, but let's talk about whatever you think is happening here. I'm really interested in this for a couple of reasons. I my first thought I had over this last couple of days, I, I kind of I didn't even do anything yesterday. I, I actually, you and I spoke before that, and you know, Super Bowl, and I was like, let's you know, didn't no traction won't be had is that they know i think now that if they give us no information we're far more interested by that than overwhelming us with nonsense right if they act like which is really dumb because they're basically going here's a story we can't tell you about it's like we can't show you what's behind this door you know it's like it's such an obvious kind of trap in my mind and so everybody started talking about it all the partisan players are screaming about all of their you know i think by the time we get any information about this they won't even care anymore sort of like with vaccines and everything else the partisan sides Give their narratives, and that becomes the truth. So that's kind of where I see this, and I'm fascinated by like the social engineering aspect of all of this. And that's not even to say that. I mean, it certainly could be something that's real. I don't know. So give me your thoughts on all this. On what do you think is happening?
1: The, on the the UFO stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess just the general category here, because it's kind of broadened out. We've seen what they're calling balloons. Then all of a sudden they said they're. UFOs, which I think they chose on purpose because that does mean unidentified flying objects. Exactly. I mean, they knew people would think aliens. And so then it went back and forth. It was kind of UFO. And then they said, well, now it's a balloon again. But then the other day they said, no, it's a syringe, like a circle object. I, so all of this is a big category. However you want to take it in, what you think all of this is.
1: Well, let me start to, on the whole UFO thing. I'll, I'll give you the brief, my brief start on the on my thoughts on UFOs. Okay. To me, the idea that a, um, the size of the universe is infinitive, right? Literally trillions and trillions of galaxies beyond count. It, and, and in likelihood, from what we've seen, there is no count, it's uncountable. Mm-hmm. It's uncountable because there's no end to it, right? In the human concept, we always think of math like there's a number, there's five, there's 10. Like the Hindus, they have a term that means non-dual when they refer to God. They say non, they have a term that means, in other words, not one, not many, We don't have a word for that, right? So I say the universe is so big, we don't have a word or a concept for it. So to me, the idea that there aren't other creatures in the universe by the trillions and trillions would be absurd to me. Certainly, I believe there are unthinkable other creatures in the universe. And things show up from time to time, and we're like, who the hell knows what that is? Mm -hmm. But it's something probably that shows us there's something there. Now, that being said, I find it hard to believe that some these creatures or whatever it is that like can fly across the universe. They can come up with, you know, ships that like move in all directions. And every now and then regular people will be like, Hey, I saw something there that looked really weird. And there was four ships and they moved like that. And you get video. Okay. That we can shoot them down with like a Sidewinder missile is so preposterous. They came from like the Alpha Centauri star, the million light years away. But we can fire a Sidewinder missile that can lock onto them and shoot them down, that their technology can get here. We can't even figure out what it is, but we can take them out. That is, to me, is preposterous. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I think they're using the term UFO to kind of make it mysterious. If they did shoot anything down, it was another damn balloon or some such bullcrap. If they even did, it was something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, cylindrical. Well, maybe the balloon at the bottom had like one of those little barometer things that was in a cylinder or, you know what I mean? Yeah. I do not believe for one second that we have the technology. First of all, If we did, they'd have already done something with it or something. No, I think it's a fraud. I think a big part of it is right now um, they're doing anything they can because the Hirsch story is a monster. If it was to be, you know, the media is ignoring it as best they can, but it's Mm -hmm. still not going away. Then they'll write a story that says literally, and I had it, what was it? It was, listen to this, the claim by a discredited journalist that 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 Seymour Hirsch? Yeah, <laughs> that the U.S. secretly blew up the Nord Stream pipeline is proving a gift to Putin. That's literally an article. So now Seymour Hirsch is a discredited journalist. And if we tell the truth, then we're helping Putin. So right. I guess that means that just tells you what they're saying. We've got to lie because it'll be good for us to lie because we wouldn't want to oh, help yeah. Putin.
0: Well, it's- just so just for the record, you know this. They've said that. All, I mean, like one step removed of blatantly saying that, that the truth, if he says it is, we have to lie because if you know, the truth is going to help Russia, well, it's like, wait a minute, from an American standpoint, you're like, don't, so we we don't, you don't want us to know the truth because like at the end of the day, it's like the WikiLeaks point, right? Or, or even Russiagate and all the garbage there. The point is, it's like, so you're telling us that Russia tried to manipulate the election by telling us the truth. That's what they said. <laughs> it's just like, are you kidding me right now? We deserve the truth. You know, so at the end of the day, I think it's obvious that that's played often, that they try to, that the the truth can't, uh, honestly, I think that's part of a long-term agenda to convince us that if the truth is counter to U.S. agenda, then we shouldn't care about it. And a lot of people actually fall into that trap. It's interesting.
1: Somebody, I forgot who it was, wrote an article that I wrote recently, I mean, that I read recently that was brilliant. And it made that point you're making. And basically what they said was he talked to people who were in the mainstream media, and he basically said to them, you you can't possibly believe this crap you're writing. And what they said basically was this, when I come to work, I'm in this world and this narrative, and I live in that world and narrative where whatever they say, we go along with it. But when I leave my job, then I go back into reality. The problem wow. is you're a propagandist and you're lying and defrauding people. Well, what we now know in, in that is this, if they're saying... We can't tell the truth because it'll help Putin to whom? You mean to us, you mean not help Putin. You can't tell us the truth because it will harm your plans. It will harm your, what you're trying to do. And it will, because as you've seen from your work, as I've seen from my work, I don't know how many times, and you've seen it where people are like, ah, that's full of crap. I don't know if I believe you. And they start watching you and listening to you. And they're like, you know, they told me this guy was a crazy conspiracy theorist. But every six months, I find out that what he told me six months ago is, right. yeah, wait a minute. Only Here. so many
0: times that can happen until they start going, <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Like, unless that you see that there's a, a small faction of people, like I argue, that just don't care. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't matter. It's, it's a team sports game. doesn't matter <laughs> at all. But I think most people in the middle there, you're right. I think one, two times like that, they're like, okay, I'm going to give Garland a listen next time. Let's like, see what he has to say.
1: You know, <laughs> I tell you, I got to say this. I learned a lot. COVID, man. Two things that woke me up. One was twenty sixteen, the whole Bernie thing when I learned those dynamics. Mm-hmm. And it was like, ah, this whole democracy thing is a fraud. And COVID, you helped me a lot. Because from the very beginning of COVID, I watched and I and you know, I was skeptical. You know, I was on a radio show and you remember the old radio show and there were people in there that were like, oh no, no, no. And I was like, eh, I don't know. My natural skeptic Feel like I'm being had. I don't know how, but I feel like I'm being had because I'm always being had. And then I watched you, and you're like, ah, I think we're being took. And I watched him come after you. And I and I remember saying, you know, Ryan's just a guy who's sitting in front of a bookcase saying, I think we're being had. It's not like he's has some gigantic platform. And they're doing all, Google, these big companies are going after some regular guy who's sitting in front of a bookcase saying, I think we're being lied to. That made me extra suspicious. And then as it went on, I remember, uh, I'll make this quick because I know we're not talking about COVID. But I remember this. I remember, like, reading because at the time I thought, oh, the hospitals are full. You know, there's bodies everywhere. And reading some people online saying, you know, I rode over to a hospital. I didn't see much going on. And I just thought to myself, I'll try it. We were in lockdown, but okay. I was never in lockdown to be quite frank. I never, I never did it. When there was a lockdown, I got in my car. I went anywhere I want. Anytime <laughs> I, I went rougher rides, I went to friends. I could. People were like, man, you're not paying attention to the lockdowns. I'm like, it's not my nature to follow rules. So I ain't doing it
0: right so, so i love how they frame those people as being the scared ones anyway exactly.
1: <laughs> but but so i decided well i'll ride by a whole bunch of the hospitals in the area i got time and i expected mayhem people running in and out ambulances coming moored refrigerator trucks and everyone i went to bupkis yep. there was nothing there was nobody moving they were ghost towns and i'm like That doesn't align with what I'm, and, you know, and it was kind of a wake up call, but I watched you and the whole time you were like, nah, I don't buy it. Then they're like, you have to get a jab. Garland, get your jab. I'm like, well, I did not, you know, whoa, time out there, sport. They ain't sticking me with nothing. Yeah. And, um, and even this, I was doing the, what do you call that stuff? Alcohol on your hand stuff. And then I saw the crazy conspiracy theorists say, hey, you know, that can get in your body and it's not good for your immune system. And then like a couple months later, I'm watching TV and they're like, well, it can cause your immune system. And I'm like, "Damn, they're right every time. (laughs) And and I'm just like, you know, so now I hang out with the crazy conspiracy theorists. They may not be right all the time, but they sure are hell of a right a lot more than the people who supposedly tell us the truth because if you suspect that they're lying to us 100% of the time 90% of the time you'll be right
0: well what's funny about it though and I can tell you why is because the people on the side of the media the corporate media side like you said They they've already made a choice a long time ago that they won't push back, even if they think it's wrong. But see, the conspiracy theorists, even though you can argue that those people are regardless of what the different categories are at the very core of them, are at least willing to question something that's not supposed to be questioned. And yeah, that can actually lead you in the wrong path sometimes. But at the very least, I would argue you're right. You'll be more often correct if you're willing to question everything. And it's a simple reality. This is why I'm so blown away that. We've come so far away from objectivity and even the scientific method, which is crazy screaming, trust the science, when they're not even following the scientific method. But what's crazy is that we've come so far away from that that now. Simply arguing that we should be objective in question, or even just them saying it's a catastrophe that people aren't trusting the CDC. I'm like, what did you just say? Like, we should have never been trusting authority. That's a core tenet of like a representative or a democracy or anything like that. Republic is what we should have. The point is that we should have always been going, even though I, you know, I always point out they could just be wrong. At yes. the simplest, easiest level, they could have just made a miscalculation. And if we trust them, we're still going to be screwed. You know, it's like question them always. And so I think that's one of the best things that come out of this is that e- the average person that never thought about this t- two seconds in the past is now at the very least going, maybe I'll look at what Garland's saying today just to check to make sure, you know, and thank God because they're finally seeing through some of these things, you know? Yeah, I mean, this whole
1: um, UFO thing, I don't think it's coincidental that like one of the biggest – um uh, uh a scandals one of the busy, biggest government scandals in history clearly this is a gigantic, gigantic government scandal you know they always point to um watergate but if you really look at watergate They took Nixon. out. What in the hell? The people that broke into the DNC headquarters were literally CIA agents. Mm -hmm. So it appears, even if you look into Watergate, you start thinking to yourself, it appears to me that when Nixon went to China and Beijing and did some foreign policy things that they didn't like, they made a decision to take him out. To me, Watergate is not some simple cut and dried, Nixon was a crook. Because as you said, every president that we've had, has been involved in all this crooked stuff. They took Nixon out because they didn't like him. When you look at what's going on and you realize this is far bigger, two things, the Russiagate operation and the lies they put forward with that. Couple that with what this just came out. These, Watergate is a psyop, first of all. It was a psyop. But when you look at that kinds of stuff, you realize they had to do something. Because they can't have people really start to ruminate and start thinking about what this really means. This is an attack. This is a If it's true, and I believe it is, and I always say if I I could be wrong, Mm -hmm. but if it's true, I believe it's true, then NATO is an entire fraud.
0: Then if, NATO if the is, or Nord Stream attack is true. As yes,
1: if the, the, yeah. the, the Nord Stream attack is true, NATO is a complete fraud, an absolute fraud. It's just a criminal operation by the United States to hold these other countries um, and under the threat of violence, um, you know, uh, in, in control. So. Mm-hmm. You know, they know that UFOs are that's a you know, that's a big term. And that if they start saying, well, the government is acknowledging UFOs, people are gonna be real excited, and that's gonna, you know, now not only that, the governor can then, I mean the, the, the excuse me, the media can then start covering that and say, We gotta cover this. Are you kidding? Mm-hmm. And now we're supposed to believe and, and isn't it interesting. They shot it down all the way away in Alaska, where if it falls, nobody can lake in the middle of Lake Huron. Notice they didn't like shoot it down over in an area where it would drop and people could just like walk over and look at it and say, hey, I know what that is. Right. Do we even know that anything was shot down?
0: There's a lot of interesting overlaps to all of this. We've seen in multiple locations like this. I believe Lake Huron being one of them, Montana being another, where they immediately shut down the airspace, which then tells me, okay, well. I mean, to the average person who doesn't think you know, different layers of this, they're going to go, oh, makes sense because there's a problem. But what about if there was, a, you know, this is a manipulation and whether if shutting down, let's put it simply, to shut down the airspace makes it difficult to prove or it, to verify what actually happened or whether this was not there at all or whether there's something else being projected or whatever else is going on. There's all sorts of possibilities. So I think it, you know, just doesn't make sense in that regard that like it seems like this is more trying to hide what may be happening, which even still may add up to the people who think this might be a US, like an actual alien spacecraft like this is the point i want to get away from using ufo as synonymous right. as aliens because that's how they're playing with this but so to my opinion i i'll get to add to what you were saying i i definitely would argue if what we understand about space is correct and i always start that way today with things right. that i have no understanding about that's based on textbooks and what we were taught which well, i don't know why we don't question all of this stuff today it doesn't mean we have to pretend it's fake but if what we understand about space is correct then arguably you have to you have to admit that there it's, it's unknown like you said infinite so there it's, it's almost a no-brainer mathematically that there would be something right mm-hmm. and then to, to, uh, so i'm with you on that and then to the same point to argue that it would just be something that we would just casually shoot down or it just it doesn't add up at all and to me it makes more sense that this is about completely fabric fabricating this kind of idea so it gets people on the same mindset it gets people on the we're all one together with similar response to world problems you know it you can kind of see the overlaps and everyone has similar opinions on that right now whether it's initiating one world government or all these different ideas and so i i i believe my gut tells me that there's something completely dishonest about this entire thing and that now and we're seeing one after another, a third object in one week, and they're not giving you any information. And it kind of dances back and forth, even to this day about balloon versus like octagon versus cylindrical. Like it seems like they want us to speculate. Right. And so that to me screams manipulation. Like they want us to be screaming about what we don't know. And then meanwhile, and I I, as much as this seems to be the easy point to take, I do think this makes the most sense. The North stream pipeline being discussed is not being discussed as much. the, I mean, my opinion, the largest elephant in the room, the fact that they just killed hundreds and thousands, potentially millions of people around the world with this injection that's being completely proven right now that nobody wants to talk about in the corporate discussion as they push you to the next injection or the WHO treaty where they literally pretend like they just shot it down, but it's still actually happening. You know, I'll get into that probably today in my show. It's just there's so much going on that's not discussion. It's provable. People should be in prison. They should have been in prison a year ago, two years ago. And so this just feels like an effort to get us to continue to speculate in very partisan ways and drive us back in. But where I go from there and comment on that if you want is I'm worried about where that goes next. Right. If if what this doesn't mean anything, unless it culminates in something, in my opinion, would you agree with that? Yeah, I, th-
1: here's, I have a thought on that, too. <clears throat> it's always about the money. Right. So. Um, and how they can, you know, fill their filthy, stinking pockets, right? Here's my first thought. Whenever I hear, we must be afraid of something from space, well, we got to have the space force because the space force will protect us, right? And my thought is this, as I said, when you see the, you know, um, you see videos that normal people took, that regular old people took, and you see some objects and they're moving like this, and then... They're gone. Mm-hmm. There ain't no missile shooting that down, brother. Yeah. There ain't no missile shooting somebody down who has that level of technology. Not going to happen. So the I and not only that, here's what the government, anybody look, you and I aren't geniuses. But here's what I we would automatically know. If somebody has that le- tel- le- a level of technology, you better not screw with them. Mm-hmm. You shoot at them and they're like, hey, we're t- got some kind of offensive weapon coming from the ant-like creatures below (laughs) Ah, blow up their planet and let's move on you know what i mean i mean they could just wipe it they could just say ah you know this planet seems to be a little hostile
0: real real quick point i would i agree with that just on a kind of a funny facetious point is that if if any entity is going to be ridiculous and not care about the consequences and attack with aggression without thinking it would probably be the united states so
1: yeah (laughs) yeah exactly but i just don't think we have the capability to do that yeah you know what i mean and what why is it that the military they look think about this too they've shown us recently all these videos from cockpits the military saw oh, look at it but they didn't shoot at any of them never shot at any of them but now all of a sudden that a friggin balloon weather balloon or something flew over and now all this evidence coming out of the dirt that they're doing now all of a sudden they got to shoot down we're supposed to believe that they shot down a ufo the other thing is this they haven't said anything about aliens because unidentified flying object they can if it comes out that it was a weather balloon or something a balloon and now we find out that the US uses these weather balloons and releases them and all of these countries like release balloons and they're flying all over the damn place right, right. it's like not unusual for stinking it's normal right the idea that all of a the sudden they get so horrified by and and that we can chase this thing down and shoot it the whole thing is ridiculous to me they, they use unidentified flying object so that if it comes out what it really is, a balloon or something, something they released themselves and shot it down, whatever the hell, then they can say, well, it was identif- unidentified at the time. Right. Oh, we didn't say it was an alien. We right. just said it was mm-hmm. unidentified. Now you've identified it. That also is suspicious. If yeah. they thought it was an alien, they'd tell us and they won't tell us because everybody would say, what the hell are you doing shooting down aliens for? They'll kill us all. Right. It's a whole, it's a complete false flag garbage. And the, the end is going to be this. We've got to beef up the Space Force. Another $500 billion for the Space Force because we've got to protect ourselves from unidentified flying objects. That's what the number, that's what I think that's what it ends up doing.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I think regardless of whether that's primary, I, cause I, I that's I almost guarantee you're right. it's going to be at least a byproduct of what this is. It's a no brainer. Anytime, whether or not something is manufactured, allowed to happen or just organic, whenever there's a shooting, you can <laughs> be sure there's going to be some kind of legislation about gun control. It's just it's a no brainer that that's how they'll read this. But I think you're right. I think there's a huge part about, you know, I, I've often pointed out that it's it, it worries me that we have no idea what really is going on in outer space that it's the wild west as far as i'm concerned we know they have the ability to to send up satellites and to you know whatever it, it, it just blows me away how little we know about what they're doing and what they're capable of but back to the to the balloon part of it i think that's what's interesting to me is that is as you pointed out as jason burma said when i just talked to you about this that these balloons they put up in most settings are high enough to the point where we actually can't see them unless you've got some right. kind of a device where this one arguably dropped for some reason and that's why we saw it. Now, was that organic? Did they just choose to take advantage of that? As to your point, that they seem to be more ubiquitous than we realize, and we just don't see all of them. And then we have the example of China saying that they saw a balloon and that they're about to shoot it down. So it just it just be it begins to seem... I mean, almost re- like cartoonish how this is going or how how China says it's a weather balloon and then the U.S. takes it down. And then they complain about how aggressive they were. It's like, wait, how do you put those things together? Why would China care about how aggressive they were if they said it was an accidental balloon that drifted out of where it's supposed to be? Wouldn't you expect them to take that down? You know, it's like it's just a weird game that seems to be building tension that they want to be there, in my opinion, you know, so the balloon part of it. I mean, so do you think that most of them are balloons? Is that kind of where you're feeling then? They're just pretending there's something else or what do you think? I've been
1: reading about the like weather balloons and it's like, I I forgot the U S has like released like a hundred of them somewhere. And when you start reading about this, you understand that a lot of countries release these weather balloons and they go up to this super high, um, Altitude so that they don't, the planes don't, you know, uh, uh, planes don't fly at that attitude, altitude. So you don't have to worry about them being in airspace. And then at some point they, um, something happens and they release something and they go up and crash or something. Eventually they're just like, they're like designed to do that. And sometimes they, they go awry and they don't come down where they're supposed to. But the bottom line is here's what I've read. There's nothing unusual about weather balloons floating around the world and countries constantly release these things and they're all over the damn place. Right. And now all of a the sudden they wanted a narrative. Right. And so if if you want a narrative and there's weather balloons all over the place, there you go. And you you're up, up against the wall. I don't if you look at what was going on at the time, there's stuff going on in Ukraine that the US may not be have you seen the latest? Um, and this is a big one. The videos of people in ukraine supposedly using these chemicals Uh and putting them on these quadcopters so there's stuff coming out that they may not want to happen i don't know if that's true or not but there's just a confluence of events that says to me hey they're using balloons and ufos to try to and i'm not one you know some people everything that happens this they say that's a distraction i'm not one of those to say that everything is a distraction but when there's consequential things going on that they don't want us to see and something comes up that appears to be a big deal or they take a balloon and they turn that into that's an attack on every you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i'm like you sure are blowing this balloon thing out of, out of out of out of, and now ufo get out of here with that ufo stuff
0: well you bring up you bring up an excellent point and this is this is kind of you know where it's there's a lot of implications to what this could mean if it's not the unidentified kind of game and it is something that they're aware of or something maybe they don't want us to know that they're behind is, is the point about what that could be doing. I mean, there's a lot of valid reasons to be concerned about what something in in... Well, you know, I, I guess I would add before I even finished the sentence that anything in the sky could potentially spray something. So I don't know why the balloon would be exactly. more damaging than a plane or more concerning, I guess. But there is an example as we, as I, I just was recently talking about in Ukraine, examples, videos, they release themselves of dropping chemicals, seemingly canisters where they start twitching on the ground or these copters with all sorts of weird things. So I, you know, who knows if this is meant to normalize that or, you know, any thoughts on the connection there? You You, you mentioned that. So anything there you think is worry worthy of concern, I should say.
1: You know, I I just think right now, one of the things that's happening with the U.S., and I say the U.S. empire, I use that a lot, Mm -hmm. is that there's such a collapse of their narratives. Mm -hmm. So many things that they've done, they've been so brazen, you know, in the things that they've done that um, they're in a bad situation where they got a lot to hide. You know, right now, people are starting asking questions about the excess deaths. People are saying, man, people in some governments are saying, hey, you know, we need to do an investigation. And they're like, well, it couldn't be this. <laughs> you know, it uh, could be a lot of things. But this one particular thing, it couldn't possibly be that. And look, I don't know that it is. That's why you need an investigation. And you could be uh, I, I, somebody said, well, do, why do you think it's? jet?" the J-? I said, wait a minute. I said, for all we know, we could find out that COVID itself weakened your heart and everybody that got Omicron or something. We could find out that it was the jab. We could find out that it was the stress of the lockdowns. Mm-hmm. And people, you know, the stress of the lockdowns and the stress of them scaring people is bad for your immune system. That, that could cause, it could be some combination of all of those things. But what's important is you need an honest investigation. And then you can say, let's look into the jab. Let's look into the stress or the things of the lockdown. That I, I, I guarantee you that stuff caused health problems for people, those lockdowns. Yes. Let's look into what damage having COVID does. All those things are reasonable to look into, look into them open and honestly. But I fear that they're looking at it and they got a kind of an idea of what has at least contributed to it. And the one thing that they can't have look into it because- you know, of, of that. And, and let me add this. Even if you find out that it's COVID and it, and let's say for the sake of argument, I don't think this is true, but let's say we found out that anybody who gets COVID, it weakens the heart muscles or, or hurts your immune system and you can get cancer or something. Let's say we found that out. You got to start asking where COVID came from, didn't you? Mm-hmm. And who's liable for getting it out there? You know what I mean? And you come back to the same place that you get to when you start questioning the jab. So what they got to do is do everything they can to tamp down these people saying, let's look into the origins of COVID. Let's look into the excess deaths. Let's look into the questions about long term effects of mRNA. Let's Mm -hmm. I don't know that any answers there. But it sure is conspicuous that they don't want to look into any of that stuff. And it seems they're getting desperate. And maybe UFOs is maybe a way out that they can just get us all looking at UFOs, thinking about UFOs, put more money in the Space Force. And then we start asking questions about, I ain't worried about a UFO you know, they, if they're there, which I think they are, they've been flying around looking at us since, you know, there's evidence like on the pyramids of pictures of things. If they're there, they've been flying around for thousands of years looking at what we're doing. If they wanted to attack us, they wouldn't have waited until now.
0: Yeah. But, yeah. Well, to, to real quick point yeah, on, you, on what you said about the COVID discussion too, is that, you know, it's, I think the easy thing to put into that conversation, I agree with what you said is, you know, there's, I, it's a given. And this is how we... This, I think how we need to talk about this going forward is that it's not a question of if, it it, it did. The lockdown absolutely played a factor. The question is to what degree, right. right? And this is the same thing about the injection. And if if they've admitted, which they have, I don't care to what percentage or how rare right. the risk is, that it can cause X, Y, and Z. Then that happens. You can't go, <laughs> not this thing though. That's just like the dumbest, childish thing I've ever seen in my life. And that's what we're talking about. Oh, he got myocarditis, but totally not the vaccine. It it, it happened 10 seconds ago. How could you say that? It's like they admitted it can cause it. You know, it's just this weird game they play where they dismiss the thing that's possible. And then, of course, we get into the reality that it's far more possible than they like to pretend that it is. But, you know, same point you're saying here is that, you know, what's what's the logic? What's the likelihood that this is being abused, even if it is real? I think one hundred percent. I think that what they do, <laughs> they'll use whatever they can, whenever they can. Then we have to ask whether it's being, you know, completely manufactured. Whether, it, like you said, they just go, "Oh, look, a space balloon dropped where we can see it." There's something we can use. You know, it, there's all this up in the air right now, and I think we have to consider all those. You're, you're right.
1: Yeah, because they will create their own false flag, or if they see a false flag flying in the air over there, or just a regular flag, then they'll say, Oh, there we go. That we'll use it. You know, they're opportunists. Mm-hmm. If it's just suddenly, okay, what what do we have, guys? Eh, there's some weather balloons flying around. What do you think? You got anything else? No, we'll go with that. Yeah. You know, they don't care one and to some extent. It doesn't matter whether they put stuck balloons up there, whether the balloons were already there, whether there's no balloons and they're just telling us. The reality is they're trying to get they've got so many parts of their narrative that are collapsing that we got to keep saying, wait a minute. We demand that somebody look into or just keep the pressure. They may not do it, but other people will be keeping evidence. Somebody needs to tell us what's going on with these excess deaths and all of these other things. I'm watching football and some freaking guys dropping on the field and you're telling me "Uh, it's just, you know, uh, some guy got hit hard. I've been watching football since I was a kid. Most of them played it, everything. And it's like "Eh," people be getting hit hard literally trillions of times in these games. And all of a sudden this one's different. So it's important that we continue to keep the pressure on. I I tell you something else I think that is important that I'm picking up. Mm -hmm. CNN's numbers are going down, going down the toilet. Why is that? More and more people are watching whether, and I don't care who it is, whether it's Garland Nixon, whether it's Pasta, whether it's you, whether it's Jimmy Dore, whether it's uh, whoever, right? Just if you get away from mainstream media, and start going through alternative media. Some of it may be bullcrap. Some of it might be a psy up and some of them. All, I got some mainstream, some alternative media that I got some real questions about, right? Mm-hmm. But if you go start looking at alternative media, you're going to find some people questioning some things and pushing back against some things that you'll never get in mainstream media. So one of the things I find heartening is more and more people, you know, my numbers are growing, your numbers are growing. Not for me, hey, whatever. If you watch me, who cares? If you don't, that's up to you right? But it tells me that people are getting up to here with the lies. And now they're starting to say, wait a minute, let me look in some other directions. And and mainstream media is just so pathetic that anyone who starts to question anything has to walk away from it.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty sad where it's gotten. I mean, you would argue that it would behoove them it, an obvious choice to pull back a little bit at this point. But instead, they go three times as hard. And it, it's just it's really sad, which shows you that, you know, their paycheck depends on them being dishonest. I mean, that's I think it's a no brainer. And everyone that seems to be fleeing that sinking ship is more than willing to stand up and be like, that's what's actually happening in there. You know, Alison Morrow, I often point out, she's doing excellent work. Who's willing to tell you that it's, you know, that she left because she's un, was unable to tell the truth about a story that was easily proven, you know, it's that's where they are. And I think that's, you're right. I think people are very thirsty for just basic objective reporting. And that, but I'm with you. I would argue be very, very cautious. This is why we talk about question everything while being open to all possibilities, because there's a lot of people even right now in the independent sphere that, I, that I, I have my own questions about that are they're very concerned if they're not being objective and willing to question even their own perspectives left right paradigm then just consider what that may mean you know but but I I respect you greatly Garland I'm always I always love talking with you man and I appreciate your objectivity in this realm and and that you know you've been doing this a long time longer than me you know so I really respect that you're you're still out there fighting for this and it's it's all because it's grueling you know, it's it's hard to keep doing this because it's you know you 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 go through. Actually, let's let's end on this. You know, I've gone through ebbs and flows even in my time here. Where you go, man, am I am I making a difference? Am I you know is it worth doing this? Is this so hard? my life my whole everything's put aside in my life for this. You know, so you know where 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 do you feel on that? Are you feeling like we're uh, having? an effect? Are we going in a positive direction? And, you know, kind of leave us with those thoughts.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think, the, um, you know, we are having an effect. And I think as I think that historically people will look back to this time where things went to more independent media. They'll see this period of time and they'll be like this is a time period where people like started quest- started going towards independent media in droves. The mainstream media is falling apart. Um even mainstream movies are falling apart, you know, everything. I mean, I, the woke stuff mm. and you know, is starting to drive people away because it's so contrived. You know what I mean? It's contrived. So I think we'll look at this as a good time period. I think people will write books one day and there'll be names and names like ours will be in those books. And they'll say, you know, in the beginning, there were people like Lesley, Garland Nixon and this guy and they'll name them all. And they'll say and that was the beginning of the end for the mainstream media.
0: Yeah, I, I, I appreciate your optimism and I agree. I, I think that, you know, this is why we need to stay the course. because yeah. That's the future that we want. You know, so I I appreciate you doing what you're doing and and taking the time to speak with me. Make sure you follow Garland Nixon on on all of his platforms. There's the links right there. I'll include this down below. He's doing great work out there. So thanks, brother. Appreciate you. All right. Thanks
1: a lot, man. Got to get ready to run.
0: All right. And as always, everybody out there, question everything. Come to your own conclusions. (laughs) Stay vigilant.